0: Everyone and welcome to Food Navigator Asia's monthly podcast, the FNA Food and Beverage Trailblazers. This is a series where we speak to and get to know more about groundbreaking food and beverage firms in the Asia Pacific region, as well as the people behind them and their stories. I am Purdy, the editor of Food Navigator Asia, and as always, I am your host for this series. Joining me today is Nikki Clark, founder and CEO at ReNourish which specialises in making fresh, healthy soups sold in a bottled format and are already being sold in the UK, Middle East and Asia. So hello, Nikki. Welcome to the podcast, first of all. And
1: thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Pelly. Thank you very much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to be on your show. Really great to have you here and I think the first
0: thing I'd like to talk to you about is of course you know your venture into fresh soups. So a lot of people do drink a lot of soups especially here in the APAC region but fresh soups aren't as common you know in FMCG category as say powdered or canned versions so what drove you to venture into this relatively niche area?
1: So soup as a category as a whole is worth 17.8 billion. And my background, I was a critical care nurse in a very busy London hospital and also have a background in nutrition and and a qualified reflexologist. So health is at the very core of my DNA. And I'd set up this fresh food delivery company called Nourished and we, we were doing soups and everybody loved them. So I then came up with this idea of soup in a bottle and realized that actually it had never, ever been done. I went over to America and saw souping as the new choosing. I mean, fresh soup in America is the second biggest category, and more so now because of its fresh, healthy benefits, rather than ambient that's high in salt and not vitamin-led. It's not just the bottle, Pali, that's so important. For me, it's about what goes into it. And it's that functional health, isn't it? So, yeah, I guess one of
0: the big things we're looking at here, you know, of course, is the health and wellness area, which is, you know, not only trending in soup, I guess, but within all the food and beverage categories. So how have you been working to integrate this team of healthier eating into your product offerings? I know there's like a lot of functional benefits depending on the ingredients you put into each one.
1: So the ingredients are are really important. And as I said, coming from a background of not just critical care, where I'm seeing, where I was seeing rather, you know, life and death situations, but also from a nutritional. So we know that, for instance, kale has more vitamin C than an orange per 100 grams. And vitamin C is key in our immunity. Another thing, ginger's been used for digestion for centuries. I really wanted people to actually look and it be really clear on the label what this does, what's in it, and how it serves your body. And I just wanted to make it super easy for people to get the nutrients that they needed and, and it pack into their busy schedule so you can heat the bottle and you know that it's getting your daily fibre or your vitamins.
0: I do recall previously, you also told me that one of the reasons for this was convenience, as what you mentioned. Um, so, you know, consumers can just drink from the bottle. They don't need to use bowls, They do need to break out the cutlery. So could you tell me a little bit more about this trend of convenience within the soup category? You know, and as, as what you mentioned, you know, getting whole of, of nutrients easily without
1: needing to do you know, anything extra other than drinking from the bottle. Exactly. So, as I said, you know, we're all leading such busy lives. So, I developed the world's first microwavable bottle for soup. And that allows consumers to eat our healthy soups, hot or cold, from the bottle. So, you pop it in the microwave for three and a half minutes. Then it can be resealed, popped in your bag, stays warm for 40 minutes. You can have it in the car, you can have it on in the go- you know on the go and and nobody's done that format for Mm -hmm. soup they've done it for juice but they've not done it for soup and and as i said it's a 17.8 billion pound category given the
0: healthier ingredients that you're using you know and i I understand that the soups also need to be chilled prior to being heating up and being eaten directly. Um, I understand that prices, of course, would tend to be higher than regular ambient products. That, that goes without saying. Do you think that there's any chance Renourish might look at developing more cost-effective products in the future for more price-sensitive markets, you know, say like Malaysia or Indonesia, who really look at prices when making purchases?
1: So that's a really good point. So we are in the UK, we are £2.89 early. Mm. And that is less than a cup of coffee Mm. So in Starbucks. So we know that some of the manufacturers, the big guys, you know, like your Mm. Heinz, like your Campbells, in a can, you can get it for a pound, Mm. you know. But when you put it into the context of you can get a black Americano, or a latte for three pounds, but you can get a re-nourished soup for less than that. Mm. And really, is that really, yes, it might be a premium product in the soup category, but overall, if you can get a lunch that gives you all your fiber intake for that day and essential vitamins, I mean, at two pounds 89, To me, that is not an expensive product. We know that, yes, in probably uh, Hong Kong, where we're listing, but we're looking at solutions where we manufacture. So we're 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 just manufacturing in Dubai, we're just starting that. Mm -hmm. So, um, and what we're looking at is to find uh, countries where they can support our manufacturing. Uh, are you
0: seeing as the main drivers for the soup category in uh, the, Asia, the Asian region where you are now, I guess, in Hong Kong, um, as well as in the Middle East?
1: We are seeing health, functional mm-hmm. health, without a shadow of a doubt in this category. And consumers now are recognizing that if you have an ambient product, it will not give you as good a nutrition as a fresh product. Mm. so if you don't have the time to make your own soup this is as good as you could make it mm-hmm. if not better we think so it is health.
0: Um, now we've talked a fair bit about the firm about the industry and now I'd like to find out a little bit more about your own entrepreneurship path so yeah I understand mm-hmm. of course as you mentioned you have a background in uh, critical care nursing you know and also I thinking you mentioned reflexology and so on so that's all quite a leap away from you know food. So how did you find yourself here as a food entrepreneur?
1: Yes, critical care nurse and then nutrition and reflexology. So I really understand the need. So I have always had that connection. I've always uh, loved cooking, and that's how I then uh, got into. I decided right after the birth of my two children. I set up Nourished, which was a fresh food delivery—breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a snack—and it went really well. But everybody loved the soups, and this was then an extension of, okay, there's a real gap in the market. So that's how I got into it. And there were so many obstacles uh, mm. on a personal level. Mm. Um, my my uh, I split with you know my my um, husband. And that really, it was a really difficult time when I started Renourish. It was the worst of time to start mm. a company. But in a way, Pali, it's the best of times because you are utterly fearless if you have a life event, aren't you? You're like, right, I've got to get on. <laughs> yep. I'm going to do it and mm-hmm. let's do it.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that. I guess to extend a little bit on that, if you're okay, I would like to also ask, you know, what were some of the, professional challenges as well, you know, experience when you make that change from nursing to food? Did you see anything, you know, particularly that stood
1: out? From a professional, it was really, really tough Mm -hmm. um, to get funding. So my bank wouldn't, at the time, I'd banked with them for 20 years and had a house, Mm -hmm. and they wouldn't even give me an overdraft Mm -hmm. with with a really great business plan. That was a challenge. And in order to make this bottle, that was and own the IP of it, that was expensive. Mm. And then to get it made and then to to launch it. So you're constantly writing checks. The only way I could do this was to sell my house early and wow. have two kids.
0: Wow. I, I mean, you can see the passion you really had for this business and that strong, strong confidence. Wow.
1: It was incredibly hard. I remember the day that I moved out and I was so upset, <laughs> I oh, remember God. it. And um, and walking out, because that was my forever home. And also to go back, you know, to that, when you're writing your own checks, when you've mm-hmm. sold your house, you don't burn the money. And we've always had a really clear, mm-hmm. even though we've got investment now, Polly, and mm-hmm. as you say, we're, we're, we're turbocharging, but every penny, counts
0: i guess one thing i don't want to pick up on you you mentioned you know of course seeing this food and nutrition path as a natural extension to um what way you, what you're doing before you know nursing so i wanted to ask you because i think this is a very unique experience you have what are some of the main similarities you know and also the some of the differences you are seeing between the food industry and the nursing industry
1: what i'm seeing you know soup can be um you know ingested within 30 minutes into the body and digested so it's super super to understand how that body when you're eating and it is when you're when you're doing nursing when you're a nurse you realize the value of it and importance of good nutrition to help the body recover and f- and I think we really what I'm seeing in the in the industry, as you say, is consumers. I think are switching on to that now with the pandemic. You know, type two diabetes, Pearlie. Never mind the coronavirus mm-hmm. as a pandemic. Type two diabetes is the silent pandemic, mm-hmm. and we have such a huge incidence of obesity and type two diabetes in the world. And if you have diabetes, I mean, working in critical care, if you have diabetes, that increases your your chance of a heart attack by 40%.
0: Do you have any advice for those out there who are trying to move into entrepreneurship from a different uh, sort of like industry like you have?
1: You only need three times more money than you think you do need. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is the most practical piece of advice I have heard in this, and all the time I've been doing this podcast.
1: <laughs> so, you know, have a figure and times it by three. I think mm-hmm. that's my only bit of wisdom. I think I can get. I mean, trust your gut. Mm-hmm. Really trust your gut. Entrepreneurs, I think, have incredible vision, incredible intuition trust that it will serve you well
0: where do you see yourself you know henry norrish in the next perhaps 12 months and the next 5 years down the line
1: 12 months i hope to be we are the first fresh soup brand in the middle east so we will obviously be the leader but but really spearheading that growth in the middle east region in 12 months in 5 years That we are leading the the biggest fresh soup brand globally. And I don't see why we can't be that, to be honest. Nobody's disrupting the fresh soup category. Um, yes, we've got Heinz and Campbell's, but in five years, I want us to be known globally in Middle East, USA, you know, Australia, Singapore. Hong Kong, China. I mean, China's the biggest consumption of fresh soup in the world.
0: Of course. And let me add to that, you know, I will add to that and say, I hope uh, in the next five years, you will also have your forever home back with you.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Polly. Yes, I do too. (laughs) I do too. I I really do. And I have that vision.
0: Good luck to you. And yes, of course, thank you so much for joining me today, Nikki. It was so wonderful to catch up with you.
1: Thank you, Pearlie. It's been an absolute pleasure and, and thank you for having me on your show. Thank
0: you so much and thank you also everyone for listening to this podcast as well and I wish everyone a great day ahead. For Food Navigator Asia, this is Curly signing out.